Hello and welcome. You are listening to Retirement Matters. I want to jump straight to the point this weekend. We are doing things a little bit different because we are going to be airing a show that should have aired last weekend. If you did not hear Max Wise, Senator Max Wise and I sat down to discuss the Kentucky pension, it is for a very good reason. If you didn't hear it last weekend, it's because the tornado coverage, the cleanup, all of the announcements, the things that needed to take place actually took precedent over our show. Rightfully so. We did not have this show air last week on several of our stations that we're on. If you did hear this show last weekend, it's because your area may have not been as affected by the tornado coverage. But Senator Max Wise was gracious enough on Friday morning to come in and record this piece of, uh, of our interview. We ended up talking a lot about the Kentucky pension system. It was very informative. And because of that, I want you, our listeners, to be able to hear that. So we're going to go to that in just a second. But before we do that, I've got to tell you about how you can help. You may already understand that your friends, relatives, neighbors, and loved ones were affected greatly by a tornado that hit this area of Kentucky. Of course, out west in Mayfield, Kentucky, devastation on all fronts. In Taylor County, Kentucky, we have a lot of families who were displaced. And because of that, we are taking a lot of donations up in this community. I'm a part of Taylor County. I'm part of Campbellsville. Call it home believe that these people are good people. I know a lot of these people. We've actually had clients who are affected. What I want you to realize is that there are ways that you can help. Taylor County Bank is actually taking uh, donations in the form of money, monetary donations. If you have those to give, take them to Taylor County Bank. If you have anything such as perishables, uh, gift cards, blankets, anything of that nature, please take that to Three Trees Church. Three Trees Church is taking anything from toiletries to perishable items. Also, I've been informed that the Taylor County Extension Office is taking anything that is farm-related, any farm-related items from farmers who have been affected or for farmers who have been affected in the Taylor County area, please take that to Taylor County Extension Office. Again, we are praying we continue to help any way we can help with the cleanup. Go ahead and help your neighbors. Guys, it, it was it was your neighbors today. It could be you tomorrow. And if there's one thing that we are known for in America, but definitely in Kentucky, that is helping our fellow man. So without any further interruption, I want to play for you last weekend's episode where Senator Max Wise and I sat down to discuss the Kentucky pension system and if you are dependent on that system, how it may be impacted as you go into your retirement years. This is a lot of really good information. If you've heard it before, you'll hear something new this time, no doubt. If you've not heard it before, I hope you enjoy this interview with Senator Max Wise. One of the things that we do here for our listeners is we try our best to help them live a more fulfilled, optimized retirement. And whether they work with us or not, in the long run, we want them to be able to live happy and live worry-free in retirement. One of the biggest pieces of the puzzle, the retirement planning puzzle, is to be able to generate lifetime income. That lifetime income typically will come in the form of some sort of pension. And one of the unique things about the Kentucky pension, the Kentucky system, is that just about every one of our listeners, or the majority of our listeners, probably the majority of your constituency, actually uh, is dependent upon this Kentucky system in one way or the other. Either their, you know, their, their spouse or themselves, maybe even their, their parents. Someone is depending on the system. And so we want to talk today 
specifically about the Kentucky retirement system and how you guys are you're about to start session. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, starting that's January fourth. January fourth starting session, and we are excited to be discussing just kind of how you guys are looking at fixing, if you will, this pension. There's no magic bullet. There's That's no right. magic wand that can be waved, but it does take a series of decisions, and you guys are on, in the process of making that decision. So, you know, as things happen throughout society and, and throughout legislation, a lot of the things that you all decide on do affect everyday people. Correct. And the, and I think that you, of all people, realize that. You know, you get some people who get in there and they maybe get a little <laughs> too big, and they, they don't realize they're working for the people. That's right. I've always viewed you as a man of the people. I think everyone that's listening has. And, if, and I'll tell you right now, if you don't know Max, it's not his fault. It's, uh, it's probably yours because he's out <laughs> all the time talking to people. Whenever you go through uh, your day-to-day routine when you're in Frankfurt, you're looking at legislation every day, and you see things, no doubt, that will affect everyday people, specifically talking about retirement planning or investing in general. How do you view uh, a piece of legislation as it comes across maybe that you know impacts someone's pocketbook? Well, Dale first, thanks for having me on the show. And you're exactly right. When any piece of legislation comes across my desk or, or the desk of our colleagues, you know, we don't always have every answer. Uh, every one of us have unique backgrounds of, of who we are and how we got into the legislature. We've got some that are farmers. We've got some that are uh, lawyers. We've got some bankers, educators. And so when we look at any piece of legislation, what I've always done is see how does this affect the entirety of the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if we're talking about specifically pensions, you're exactly right. It could be a person's direct pension. It could be their parents. It could mm-hmm. be their children. Someone they know is affected by the retirement system. And then also being stewards of taxpayer dollars. Right. So when I see anything involving pensions, I got to put myself in this place of a how does this directly affect my district back home? And then also, what is the future and the longevity to having a sound and fundamental pension system that's going to be sustainable for the future? Uh, we don't want to do anything of where we absolutely, you know, for credit ratings and anything for the state, you know, we're one of the worst in the country. We've got to improve upon that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I look at any piece of legislation dealing with pensions, I go a lot to our budget staff. We have some excellent, excellent people in our office that have been just totally ingrained in the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we are very blessed in Frankfurt to have a legislative staff from executive branch and uh, legislative branch uh, that we depend on uh, to give us actuarial analysis mm-hmm. and to give us, you know, what is sound advice when we're making big decisions. And so, you know, we're trying to make uh, the, the steps to correct some issues of the past. I know we'll probably get into that today, but also solid footing for the road forward. One of the things that you mentioned just then that amazes me is how very little uh, it seems that people realize this is a domino effect. You know, everything that you make a decision on today affects the future. You actually put me in touch with a few of your team members on the actuarial and budget staff, and we we had the opportunity to discuss in detail a lot of how things are changing, how things got to the point where they are. It's amazing that, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, things were put into place that now affect us greatly today and, and negatively affect us exactly. today. And so you guys are trying to right that ship. And that's important. And I'm glad that you're here to talk about those things. So let's touch on the pension system in itself. You know, we do have one of the, if you will, worst, that's mm-hmm. that's a bad word, but one of the worst pension uh, fundings in, in the country. And it's unfortunately just not where it maybe should be. Yep. But you guys are in the process of trying to fix that. Can you touch on some misconceived notions or, you know, yep. perhaps even ones that are valid 
on how the pension system is in a little bit worse shape than what you'd like it to be and how you're trying to fix those things. So this session is a 60-day session. And so every two years, we go into a 60-day, which is a budget session. So this is our long one. And that's when we deal with the budget. And that's the number one most important policy piece that Kentucky has. So uh, looking back, I've been in the legislature seven years. And it'll be easy for me to cast stones on previous legislators who came into positions. But I think in all fairness, you have to show transparency where there is blame to cast. Mm -hmm. And I think it's bipartisan. I think that there was uh, mistakes and faults that were made previously for many years of of legislators that just weren't fully living up to funding the pension system. Mm -hmm. How we work off the budget. The governor has the initial budget. Uh, He has it from the executive branch. He has that. He crafts it. He has his State of the Commonwealth address, which he does every year. So he'll do that in the first part of January when we gavel in. And that's where he will go off of his budget and talk about social uh, services. And he'll talk about education. And he'll talk about retirement systems. He covers the whole gamut. Off of that budget, he gives it to us. So then it's a working document. So if the governor says, here's where we're going to fund at this ARC level, the uh, required contribution level, we then have to decide, do we go to where the governor says or do we want to take it higher? Mm. So since I've been in office, and I will give credit to Matt Bevan, Matt Bevan always with his budget went above of what was the minimum requirement to do. Mm-hmm. Previous governors for that basically did the minimum. Mm-hmm. And so the legislature then said, okay, if the governor's putting the contribution level here, we're just going to also put it there as well. We should have been going for years mm-hmm. over top of that. Specifically contribution to the pensions. The pensions. Yes, I correct. See. And so you know, you hear about the pension being fully funded in as early as 2000, 2000, 2001. We heard about it being 100% funded. I've spoken with some, you know, I guess, apolitical or a party, and they're, they're not associated with any party. In your office, they're budgetary staff members. They, they don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. Exactly. They just call it black and white. And they told me on the phone just a few days ago that, you know, a lot of that 100% funded math was phony math. Yep. Uh, in 2000, you know, maybe it wasn't actually 100% funded. But let's assume that it was 70% funded. Let's assume that there was 30% of fudgery going on. Yep. Now, today, we realize that we're at 16 17% funded, but that's because of things that were put into place a few years ago. Exactly. A few years ago, we were 12% funded, which, you know, for layman's terms, that means we don't have enough money in the kitty to yep. pay the exactly. bills. How did we get to 12% from 100 or let's say 70%? A lot of that has to do with, once again, sweeps that were done of legislators that uh, it looked like it was supposed to be going to here, but instead it was money's being shifted in different directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the legislators uh, have always had a, a retirement system uh, for themselves, uh, and many of them. And and I, I want to make sure there's a clarity here. 2014, when I came into office, they made a switch. Legislators are not as invested now with the pension as they once were. Now it's a hybrid in terms of how much money to put into. But before, it was a full pension if you had won one race after being into office. Mm -hmm. So it was a nice pension to go off of for full retirement, no longer how you served or not. So with us now, new legislators, those coming in after 2014, it's a hybrid. If I want to give so much I can, the state can match that. So there's a give or take there. It's not full state pension. And what I'm hearing you say is that there was writing on the wall. The pension is no longer funded the way it needs to be. Right. And someone in the room was adult enough to say, we can't continue to allow the ones who make the rules 
to set the rules up to just benefit them. That's correct. And those rules have been changed. And in 2014, and that for the good, and yes. for the good. And in 2014, no longer do we see our quote unquote leaders being taken care of while the people suffer. That's right. And now, so, for those that are still grandfathered claused in, that's what they came in. Of course. So they're operating by what the rules are at the time. Yeah. Uh, but there's also things that we, we had to change in there, too, the double dipping. Mm-hmm. Coming in maybe as a legislator, but then all of a sudden being able to be promoted to be an administrator at a large state university. And then you take your legislator pension, and then you double dip off of now maybe a University of Kentucky pension by being an administrator. Mm-hmm. So that's done. We, we have made corrections in that. Another thing when people look at legislators' pensions, they'll say, wow, the legislature's got a really nice funded pension. Remember the numbers that we're dealing with. You're dealing with 138 legislators mm-hmm. previously. When we talk about retired teachers, we're talking about thousands mm-hmm. of people. When we talk about state employees, we talk about local employees, Kentucky Retirement System. You're dealing with a huge gamut of a numbers there. Mm-hmm. The legislature is going to be smaller, so their pension is going to look better just because of the applicant pool and what's there. And you mentioned the Kentucky teachers' pension, right? Yes. So that has been a, a huge topic of debate. Yes. And, you know, a lot of that, let's assume, bad news or bad publicity that it got actually ended up maybe settling. And, and again, this is coming from a apolitical piece of information that I've been given. It's not yes. right or left leaning. Uh, the actuarial individual that I was speaking with from your office, from not just, you know, Max Wise's office, yep. but from the federal or excuse yep. me, the state government's office. Literally said that those things helped tremendously in in riding the ship yep. for the teacher system. That, that's correct. And, you know, that probably the timing of when we worked on that with the pension system, I think that was maybe 2016, 17, around that time frame. That was probably for legislators the toughest issue because it got local. And because it dealt with people's retirement. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, when, when you hear about change and you hear about things of trying to fix things, there's a lot of misinformation sometimes that can happen with any piece of legislation. So trying to write the Kentucky Teachers Retirement System was a fix we were trying to do for solvency mm-hmm. because we also want to make sure for future educators that we're fixing and writing a ship. Yeah. And so those are things that we did. And that's exactly right. In terms of what we did, we basically grandfather clause. No one who is currently in education or retires, retirees, we're not going to touch it. But we need to change the direction, just like we've done with legislators, just like we did with any other state employee years mm-hmm. ago. We made the shift to say, here's now what we're going to look to do mm-hmm. to save this, because it is. You, you talked about uh, credit rating. You know, when yeah. we look to bring companies into the state of Kentucky, they're going to say, where's Kentucky's credit rating? What's their bond rating? And if they're going to see that we have the worst pension system in the United States, you know, a company like Ford, who now is going to be coming, could have said, you know what, we're probably going to back off of Kentucky. Wow. Maybe let's look at Indiana, Tennessee. Yeah. So we've got to make these changes. We've got to make these fixes. And I also look at it for employability. If I'm a young person that's entering the workforce and I look and I say, what's enticing to me? They're going to want to say, what's the retirement look like? Yeah. So we have to fix things now that's so a future that's going to be there. That's so impressive. You bring in the ability for an employer to come to the state of Kentucky simply due to the credit rating. It is. And you know, those are things that you don't even look at. It's an angle that you really aren't even seeing. So it's, and and I'll be honest with you, I believe if anyone has uh, an appreciation for educators, 
it's Max Wise. Exactly. And, and, and not to you know, pin roses on him, per se, but you came from some of the education yep. system. You know, I mean, you were an educator. If you, your background is extensive. Yep. Uh, and, and, and I'll say this. I had a lot of educators who were saying, please fix this. Yeah. They, they understand. And we've got to also make sure that we're fully funding. Mm-hmm. And we're not just doing it 20% or 60%. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we are putting our money where the mouth is right. to say we're fully funding this. And I think we're on a, we're on a very good trajectory uh, in terms of where we're going right now with the, the current budget. I'm interested to see uh, some things that are going to play out yeah. in terms of those budgetary requests and needs. And, you know, when I when I begin to research fully funded, 12 percent funded, it, it's somewhat complicated. To it understand. is. And so if you think of it as, um, you know, on the on the private side, if we were just an individual and we had a set of money aside to pay our mortgage and we had to draw interest off of the set of money to be able to pay our monthly mortgage, what we're essentially saying is that piece of money is only generating enough interest to pay 16% of our monthly mortgage. So we got to come up with the rest that's somewhere. Right. We'd love for it to get to the point where it's paying 100% of our monthly yes. mortgage. Um, that's a few years down the road. Maybe that's under a, uh, a MaxWise governorship. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> realistically, I think that understanding this, it's very complicated. Yep. But for the majority of our leaders in office today, I believe that the majority of our leaders have the best interest at heart when they're making these cuts. And it's ultimately either going to be fixed incrementally today or because it is a a constitutional obligation for you to pay pensions – 15 years from now, it could be the point where we are, you know, pay as it goes. You're exactly right. And when it's pay as it goes, that essentially means that somebody is going to have to put that bill. And it's probably going to come in the form of tax increases. You are exactly right. And And tax increases affect all retirees. That that is correct. And, you know, a lot of the issues we're looking to do now, maybe 30-year solutions down the road. Mm -hmm. But when we look at the future of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, we need to do this now. You hear a lot of political terms. We've kicked the can down the road Mm -hmm. for years. We did. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had just put off and put off or – People that were in positions like mine previously just decided, well, you know, it'll be there. Don't let, let's just, you know, we can we can look at other avenues. But you got to fix the problem. You got to stop the leaky faucet, yeah. and uh, that's what we're expected to do. We're supposed to be the adults in the room, uh, and to know for the future of the Commonwealth, fix the problems that need fixing. Of put the money. Now we have to start looking though at revenue. We have to make sure, because right now, a lot of the money we've got coming into Kentucky, it's artificially inflated federal dollars. So it's mm-hmm. COVID money. Uh, it's kind of like the game of Monopoly, yeah. you know. Um, and with that, we've got to look at some things like comprehensive tax reform. We've got to look at revenue generating things because Indiana and Tennessee right now are absolutely killing us yeah. when it gets into revenue streams. Have you ever considered adopting a different type of tax? Uh, you bring up Tennessee. Yes. Yep. Uh, anyone who makes a trip to Tennessee realizes that everyone who makes a trip to Tennessee and buys anything in Tennessee is paying Tennessee tax. Exactly. Have you ever considered maybe moving away from the ten- uh, Kentucky income tax and maybe making it you, more of a sales? You are spot on tax? of some things that are being discussed. Fantastic. And a lot of this has been discussed before, but what they did, Dale, they form a blue ribbon commission to study it. Hmm. We got to do more than just study things, mm-hmm. and I understand it has to be looked at very closely. We did a tax reform; I call it like a 1.0 about four years ago, but it was picking winners and losers. Mm-hmm. It was picking service industries to say, "Well, let's tax the dry cleaner down here. Mm-hmm. Let's tax the limousine driver, the landscaper." I didn't vote for that because what I want to see consumption-based tax reform. Yeah. I want to see where we gradually drop that state income tax, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. 
But let's look at food. Let's look at consumption mm-hmm. things that are there. Yeah. Because if it if it's for all and it's a fair tax, I think that's something that Republicans can get behind. Yeah, most certainly. And uh, uh, what ends up happening is the ones who maybe spend more. Yes. They pay more. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it's not about how good your CPA is. It's about how much you spend in the state of Kentucky. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and it's always tough because every group has a lobbyist. Yeah. And every lobbyist is going to be fighting to not tax a professional service, of the course. accountants or the pharmacist or whatever it may be. We can't tax pharmaceuticals yeah. in the state. We're not going to do that. Yeah. But we need to this session. We've got to find where maybe some low-hanging fruit that maybe we can pull from mm-hmm. to say this is a revenue stream. So I think there's going to be a lot of good discussions. Uh, I think that we finally are getting on uh, the ground level here. For many years, it was a split in the House and, and uh, Senate in terms of Democrat-Republican. You know, four five years ago, now we've taken supermajority control Republican chambers. Yeah. And I think we can have that conversation about tax reform now that we've ever had before. Now, let's let's do this as we're kind of coming to the closer uh, to the end of the show. Let's talk about your personal uh, opinions of I mean, you're in the system. Right. You are ultimately now I'll say this, uh, Max, you're. With your uh, permission, you've given me the right to say this. Uh, you are a client of mine. Correct. Um, you and your wife, Heather, actually uh, have entrusted R.D. Smothers Wealth Management to help manage your retirement planning. The pension system is a piece of that pie. Yep. It's a piece of the plan. Recently, you have maybe even increased some of your contribution to Correct. these types of uh, Kentucky-sponsored plans. So I think that in itself speaks to your belief in the system. But can you, for just a few seconds, talk about how you believe, as a part of the of the system, do you have confidence in this getting fixed and the pension system being there for you in 20 or 30 years? I fully support the efforts and what we're doing right now in Kentucky General Assembly yeah. to fix the problem. Uh, you're right. I would not be looking at, you know, what I'm making in terms of some contributions and doing yeah. some things. But, you know, I also I, I think not just about myself, but about my district. And the people that are currently in the system, those are retired and those coming in. Of course. So I have full faith with what the legislature is looking to do. Uh, You mentioned about the staff members. We have a phenomenal apolitical staff that's up there. Uh, They make us look good. It's not the legislature. It is the staff behind it that are so skilled and can get us that information. And, you know, we want what's best for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. You know, I want to retire here. I want my children to stay here. Mm -hmm. And when I look at decisions like that, I want to make sure that we are on solid economic footing. Certainly. Yeah. So I feel comfortable. You talk about uh, more revenue and uh, one of the ways to get more revenue into the state it's again domino it's a domino yes. effect uh you fix the bond rating you fix the credit rating uh you get places like ford who come in and invest big bucks here that's correct and ultimately revenue increases yep and uh, the same percentage even without allocating more percentage to the pension system it ultimately gets more money because it, there's right. more revenue yeah that's outstanding uh all right so on a lighter note let's talk a little bit about uh the the biggest pension in the country social security yes from a, a politician's point of view, what's your opinion on Social Security? I, we've got a lot of people who come in. They inquire with us about retirement planning, and Social Security is a, a big part of their, of their pie. It's a big part of the plan. Uh, but you hear it all the time. You know, Social Security may not be there yeah. when I get there. And we're talking to you know, 55-year-olds, and right. they're just a few years away from retirement. And they say, well, it might not even be there when I get there. What's your opinion on Social Security? And I know that's on a federal side. 
But your opinion. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember as a child hearing people say, you better invest in other revenues because <laughs> Social Security is not always going to be there. Yeah. And I'm 46. Um, I, I think Social Security may look different yeah. uh, as it is today in maybe 25, 30 yeah. plus years down the road. Um, it's it's so easy as a state legislator to say, I wish the federal government would change this or, or make changes here. Look at like we talked about the budget. We have to balance a budget by the Kentucky Constitution. Yeah. One of the best things our founding fathers ever did is say, you're going to gavel out every two years, and there's going to be a balanced budget. If not, you're going to go back into special session, and you're going to make a balanced budget. Wow, why couldn't we have done that right. at the federal level of Congress? Right. We don't have the money machine in Frankfurt. We can't churn out Kentucky dollars. Uh, but when it gets into Social Security, I, I, I want to make sure in terms of that it's there for those that need it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know in terms of longevity if that's the only stream of what's going to be there for many. I think yeah. it's going to look different. Of course. So that's for me. Similar I, to the pension reform. Pension reform, you know, yes. Grandfather in those who are yep. maybe 50 and older that, that are absolutely correct. have already put their plan in motion. Yep. But for the 30-year-olds, yes. uh, let's start planning for let's something Let's start else. planning for something. And, yeah. I mean, looking what services you provide and making sure that there's some things there that somebody could say, you know what, I've never thought about this. Yeah. I may need to look at another avenue. Guys, that's pretty much the sum of the interview. Once again, this was a re-airing of the interview with Max Wise. Myself and Senator Max Wise sitting down to discuss the pension. If you didn't catch this entire show, feel free to go back and listen to it on podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. Just type in the Retirement Matters Show. We'll get you to where you can hear every single show that we've done, including this last one. Before we sign off, though, I want to make sure that this area knows that our hearts and prayers are with you. We will continue to pray, we will continue to help, and we will continue to believe that you will be back even better than before. We as a community will grow stronger because of these types of trials, and I'm sure that God will have his hand on us the entire way. Until we talk again next weekend, guys, always remember to save money, plan well, and live happy. Be thankful for what you have, be kind to those around you, and love the ones you love very hard. You never know when it's your last day. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless.